0: Welcome back to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Justin, and you're joining us for our ongoing Watch Club series of The Mandalorian Season 2. Alright, so after two narratively driven episodes, we're given an, an explosive, action packed penultimate episode, setting the stage for what will be a great showdown in the finale. But before we get into all of that, let's see who we got joining me today. As always, we have the Camino Kid himself, Kev Hudson. And we got the Naboo Boo Munchkin, Nate Shelton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Naboo Boo? <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, man. and uh, we have a special guest, a dear friend of ours, uh, who's a fan of all things geek centric, the Akbar of 8080s. Andrew,
1: oh, how are you? <laughs> that's high praise. <laughs> no, that's a, That's a,
0: it's a trap. That's what that is. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome, guys! Thanks for uh, uh, joining me for this uh, this episode. I'm excited to have another guest on, so we can get some other uh, some other insights. Uh, Andrew, is there anything you'd like to
2: uh, share with us about yourself? I guess I am uh, would be. A, I think the term used in the gaming community is a casual. Uh, I would definitely oh. be rightly accused of that. I, 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 coming after Darce, being on the, the last podcast, yeah. uh, that's not really someone you want to follow when it comes on <laughs> <laughs> in terms of knowledge. So I am someone who is you know, limited to pretty much the cinematic universe, the, the person that enjoys the movies. I played a game here or there, but I'm not going to be going into legends and lore and comics and stuff. So... Yeah. That's well, the that... perspective I will be providing.
0: Well, I've, you've also, you know, we we have all sorts of ranges of of fans on our our show and um but what's nice is that you've you've actually been following the show, you've been you've been enjoying it. Any sort of like high level, what are you thinking so far of the season?
2: So, I uh I really like the whole opportunity it has to explore the different corners of the galaxy cuz it's a big galaxy and mm-hmm. you get to see uh some of the more it would be like mundane like Where do you get gas? You know, like, (laughs) you know, how do you, how how, how does money flow here? You know, like the, it doesn't have to be always following one family and how they're going to fix everything for everyone and every situation. Mm. There's a lot of other things you can just learn about people's problems. And when, you know, a Death Star blows up, you know, how does that affect? Uh, the price of radonium on uh, some planet. Yeah, exactly. That stock is going up, bro. I'm telling you. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's great. That's awesome. And it's it's awesome to have you on. So I'm really excited to have you on so we can discuss. Um, And kind of taking a page from a last episode hosted by Kevin, I'm going to kind of give us a, a kind of a quick synopsis of the episode and then I'm going to kind of break it down um so this episode entitled chapter 15 the believer directed by Rick Famuyiwa. uh great to see him come back and, and direct this episode um after the events of the last episode leaving the child in the hands of Moff Gideon Mando is on a mission to get Grogu back at the end of the last episode we see Mando seeking the help of Cara Dune to locate Migs Mayfield played by our favorite Bostonian from the galaxy far, far away, <laughs> Bill Burr. Um, he needs Mayfield's knowledge of the Empire to gather the coordinates of where Gideon's ship is. Uh, but, of course, in classic Mando fashion, the only way for this to happen is for Mayfield to get to an imperial terminal, which is on a planet uh, called Morag. And this is a forested planet. It's the first time I think we've seen it. Um, and they decide on a bit of a, 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 kind of a quick hitch plan to sneak in and steal uh, a juggernaut from this secret facility that is refining Rhydonium, uh, which is a starship fuel. So it is, it is something that is used to power the starships. We've seen it in Clone Wars and, and Rebels, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so the ragtag, Motley crew: Boba Fett, Fennec Shaw, Cara Dune, Mayfield, and, of course, Mando are going to infiltrate this base to hopefully get this uh, the coordinates off of this terminal. Uh, upon arriving inside this base, uh, Mayfield gets cold feet, and after seeing a familiar face, leaving Mando to take charge and get the job done, uh, after reliving some painful memories, the two make a quick escape uh, with their friends not far to help them light their way home. Uh, the episode concludes, uh, as a success, allowing Mando to... Make contact with Moff Gideon, uh, with the words "I'm coming for you, bud," something like that. So. Pretty much, yeah, uh, yeah. But that's pretty much that's pretty much how how I just kind of condensed that episode down. Um, but you know, as we have always kind of started with these episodes, uh, high level. What did we think, Feltham? Let's start with you, our guest. What did you think of this episode?
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those that like on on second watch I liked more, I think, because it seems compared to how much sort of plot we've been flying through the last few episodes, Mm -hmm. you're kind of gone back to, you'd say, Oh, we're going to go get a thing from a place that's going to get us to the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's literally, it's linear in the sense of they're driving down one straight road. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, and I expected, uh, there to be, The cliffhanger that came in the last episode there was going to be something like okay we're going to get its penultimate episode there's got to be something there but i think there's more going on here than than meets the eye and i think there's a lot of exposition that might come to a big reveal in the last episode Mm. i'll save it for a little later my theory on that but i think i think there's it's trying to i'm hoping i'm hoping it's telling us more in, mm-hmm. in in nods and wings that that comes a little more later on, but otherwise, just on the first watch, you're like, oh, okay, well, they got the thing, they it blew up, and <laughs> yeah, <pulled> credits.
3: <laughs> there
0: you go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Kev, how about yourself?
3: Yeah, I think um, I mean there were elements that I enjoyed. It was it was fun watching the team sort of work together, and you kind of saw everybody's different strengths and what they can sort of contribute. But after the last couple episodes, this did feel like a really big step backwards in terms mm-hmm. of you know, just moving our bigger themes and our bigger plot points forward. I mean, mm-hmm. this is the first episode in 15 episodes where we don't even see, uh, Grogu, you know? And so yeah. that's, that's an interesting choice after what, how they left us hanging after, you know, last week. And then, and, right. and, and I had said, I, f- I was finally at a point where I was like really looking forward to the next episode and they completely went in a different direction. So yeah, I found yeah. it a little bit disappointing, um, you know, back to the old, like like Andrew said perfectly, go to a planet and get something and move on to the next yeah, yeah. sort of. Yeah, you yeah. know, so this it just almost felt like a bit of a just a Step holding back. pattern. And for the penultimate yeah. episode, it, that was a bit disappointing. I think overall. Mm. So again, it was it was fine, yeah. but you know, yeah, it wasn't yeah. what I wanted to see happen this week for sure.
1: Yeah, Nate, how about yourself? This episode was fantastic. Um, it was refreshing, <laughs> gripping. And action packed. And, and I mean, the big thing for me, it was. Character development, um, both in a character that I didn't expect to fall in love with so much, um, and from Mando himself. I thought Din Djarin had a lot of really good development in this short period of time, which, you know, we've talked about in the past. Like, we would love to see some of the other characters be developed and fleshed out a little bit more, especially someone like Kara Dune, who we I guess we kind of, not really, but I, I think the big thing was, you know, getting that with, with Din Djarin um, was cool. Again, we're getting to see him. Uh, break out of his shell. We're getting to see him sort of leave that convention behind. And with what they did with Bill, Bur- Bill Burr's character, with the, some of the things that May- uh, Miggs Mayfeld said, I just, I thought it was so really well done. And honestly, it, this episode, it, you know, if you take away that last scene um, and maybe a, a couple of callbacks to a previous episode, I feel like this episode, out of every episode that I've seen, could really stand on its own as sort of a standalone adventure. Um, which I thought was, again, an interesting choice to put as the penultimate episode, um, something like this. But after watching it the second time, I just was like, this is such a gripping, fun ride. And, uh, and I was totally OK with it.
0: Hitting everything that I was thinking as well, like to, to Andrew and Kevin's point. Yeah, I, I thought this was a little bit of a, a dud in terms of coming off of like two really strong narrative uh, pushes in, in the in the last two episodes into this that just felt a little bit less of that. but I appreciated the character development of of Miggs's character like of mayfield's character and and seeing him. Uh, I thought he was the highlight but in terms of like, side mission or filler episodes i think this was the best filler episode of the filler episodes because of the character development it did for mayfield so you know i too was anticipating a real cliffhanger a real like something that was really going to set up for an episode eight and you know i was like okay this is it and then after watching i'm like oh okay I'm imagining the last episode is going to be longer because Favreau's directing it. The, the cliffhanger is in the in the finale, not in the penultimate leading to the finale in this case, right? So, um, yeah. So uh, why don't we just kind of break this down uh, really quickly, you know, starting off with, you know, our opening, recruiting an old foe, right? Uh, basically, that's what they're doing in the beginning here. We see uh, Marshall Cara Dune walking into this... this uh, what would you call it junkyard yeah junkyard work camp like and he's basically serving time there mayfield serving time there i love the little banter like in that moment where you see his ultimate bostonian sort of like when he's talking with that <laughs> robot like "Wait, where, where am i going How, well who is she you know what i mean like yes, he's just so he's like you know okay okay you yeah, know what I, mean? yeah. like, I I feel like that was the shtick of that was like selling a bostonian in space i i don't know about you guys but when he cuts that corner Going to the slave one, and you see Boba walk out with like was that not alarming? How clean and fresh! Yeah, I got a paint job the
3: dry cleaners or something. Like, <laughs> that was looking minty fresh. Well, so like, how many skills did he did he take up
1: in that Sarlacc pit? Like, maybe he's got like he just he's like you know what? I'm stuck down here for a while. I'm gonna learn how to repurpose robot parts into ladies' tummies, and I'm also gonna <laughs> learn how to do a, a beautiful paint job on my armor. I don't I mean, like no, he
0: he buffed it. He buffed yeah. it. He got all the dents out. He
2: except must have for the one. It. He left yeah. the
3: one on the helmet. <laughs> That's his signature. He can't <laughs> touch that.
2: But what do you use to hammer out buffs? In- I'm not sure. Like- it's space. It's
0: Star Wars. Yeah, right? exactly. Right, yeah, right. it's, it's the things. It's this is where you suspend your disbelief, and he's just got. Fancy new armor, right? Like yeah. it looks new, but it's apparently not because he was he
2: just needed his armor. Uh, I, like I, I, I do like that thought though of him, you know, biding his time on tattooing, selling you know, odds and crafts uh, yeah. on Etsy to you know, pay the bills <laughs> while he's waited for his luck to change. <laughs> that's
1: that's awesome. Yeah, I love seeing the the Carthon chop fields. Um, it was like it's just crazy the concept of the Imperial army being so big that they literally have like, fields and fields on planets for, for people to literally tear down. Uh, we actually get to see this um, in Jedi Fallen Order as well yeah, at the beginning yeah, yeah. of that game. Um, and just, again, seeing more repurposed AT-ATs, like, so cool. Yeah, like, just how many AT-ATs can we have yeah. as cranes in this yeah. in this universe? Well, that's, that's a practical
0: um, use for them. That is 100%, a practical 100% use. hundred right? yeah. percent.
1: And, again, it just speaks to kind of, uh, what, Andrew, what you were saying about, like, what how what other ways are they using this technology around the galaxy except you know besides for just fighting right, right. besides for the wars so um yeah i really dug that that look at all that stuff yeah. and i love i love how <laughs> i love how like the the moment he uh, they, they kind of recruit him, and then he, he you know, Migs has this look back, and he's like, maybe I, I should just stay here. <laughs> like, what am, I, what am I getting myself into,
2: you know? Maybe I should talk to my lawyer before I go off. <laughs> yes, 100%. 100%. Super lax prisoner transfer protocols.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, and I, I liked how when he co- approaches the ship, you know, he sees Boba come off, and he's like, oh, you reminded me of another of someone else, and then Mando's just, like, right behind him. Um, this obviously leads us into understanding what the mission is, of this episode. Um, they are on a mission to the planet Morak uh, where there is a Imperial base there that is refining uh, Rhydonium, which is, as I was mentioning already, um, fuel, starship fuel. Uh, the mission is, is, is kind of interesting, but it's nice to see this team coming together to save Grogu, and they each bring their own strengths When
2: they're drawing straws to figure out who's going to yeah. go, Yeah, that's a funny scene. It's like, okay, well, how they, they come up with the, the ISB has some way of figuring out it, it conveniently will rule out several people, right? So, yeah. get, but I think the like one of the great lines to throw away. It's they ask Boba like, "Hey, uh, what about you? Are you are your is your DNA clean in this?" And he says like, "I I, I think they'll recognize my face." My face, yeah, <laughs> yes. like, yeah, yeah, because he's a clone. Yeah. He's a clone, right? Yeah, let's just say, let's just say they will recognize my face, and yeah. like,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and and I guess by by that sort of uh, plot device. I guess you could call it that. It literally leads Mando and Mayfield to be the ones that have to hijack this juggernaut to to get beyond the, the barrier so they can actually get in into this
1: terminal. Yeah, and I, um, I loved how realistic, um, how, you know, when Bill Burr's putting on the, the the you know the helmet and the gloves and say,
3: oh these gloves are still wet like what the you
1: know this guy stinks like of course they would stink they're like on a like an extremely hot humid planet wearing this awful armor um it was just one of those things that like you never really thought about that back in rogue one when jin Ursos putting on you know those that equipment and those helmets right and it's just like yeah like that would that would smell pretty bad like it's just a, another little cool sense of realism that I think they did with his character, which yeah. who knows how much of that was, was Bill Burr, you know, improvising Improbbing. or coming up yeah, with yeah. some of that, um, yeah. which is just like when you bring a comedian into one of these more serious, um, you know, stories, it just, it helps so much. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously Mando as cool as a cucumber, not breaking him from his, his creed, you know, he's staying in costume and he stays in character for, yeah. for most of, this as we will we will get to um but upon driving the straight path of getting into this this base uh pirates of course it wouldn't be star wars if there weren't pirates that were trying <laughs> to hijack your stuff yeah um and they're but, like, trying the to get stupidest, this stupidest
3: clumsiest pi- like they're blowing crap up everywhere <laughs> like they suck they suck yeah, at what they I, do well see
0: here's my thing i i feel like it was their intent to blow it up but what was was their intent to blow it up so that the empire didn't have it Is that is that what it was like? What what like they were clearly like they said like, oh, they're 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 trying to blow it up. So it's like, why? Why are they like kamikazing it? Aren't they trying to steal it? Like they're pirates. Aren't they trying to steal it so they could sell it on the black
1: market? And, you know,
0: pirates ever. Ever. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) But I mean, if
1: if those pirates were so bad, I mean, Mando and, and Migs were the only transport ship to make it after those attacks yes so yeah, like yeah, <laughs> that just yeah. shows how terrible stormtroopers really are <laughs> uh, at their job right absolutely um,
0: they don't care it's not their right it's not theirs right, right. you know yeah it's someone else's so someone else yeah. will pay for it but they um, have that
2: they have that whole quip there where they're i mean they're they're probably not pirates at all right they're just trying because they, they have that whole back and forth where uh mayfield's like empire new republic to these yeah. people we're all the same yeah but, right true. and yeah. uh you kind of have that moment there where they're just like yeah it's empire hauling off this strategic resource you know in in any other episode from any other perspective these might be the good guys trying to like save the day exactly and, and, and mando yeah. conveniently offs them on, on. <laughs> well
0: it was it was actually really funny to see no i guess not funny but i don't know you know what it was funny it was funny to see mando get Get his ass handed to him with, yeah. without his Beskar armor. Like <laughs> it was great when he blocks something and he's like, "Oh, like he yeah. forgot." <laughs> yeah, imperial
1: armor just breaks like like that as we've seen on this show, right? So yeah,
0: yeah. So and he comes he comes back into the ship after after defeating like <gasps> yeah he was falling <laughs> over it, man. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: his suits falling apart and, and everything but. Um, but I loved how, how, uh, you know, even just leading up to that though, Mayfield was just so like, I, I can't, I can't do it. I don't know how you do it. Like he takes the helmet off and he's yep. like, I just can't do it. Like, you know, again, adding to that real sort of authentic persona to hit a Bostonian being in
1: this, this universe. So, um, anyways, they land at their base you know, we see so many more pirates coming in and then you just hear the scream of those TIE fighters come in and boom. And then there's that big celebrative mourn. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, like, I'm literally raising my fist. I'm like, that's so hype. And then I like think for a second. I'm like, wait a minute, though. Like, to Andrew's <laughs> points, I'm like, Wait, were those good guys? Like, or, or, like, the only thing I can do to justify it was like, no, they're pirates. They were going to use it to hurt those poor villagers. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, But yeah, seeing, seeing those celebrations, I was like, I was like, oh, look at them celebrate their brothers in arms. But like, are we, is this episode going to humanize the imps in any way? But obviously, it it doesn't.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, um, they're finally behind enemy lines. And yeah, everyone's
3: ecstatic of all the yeah they bo- get they get quite the celebration for them eh? like yeah exactly everyone's <laughs> like hey
0: you guys survived they get there and this terminal is located in what can only be seen as a cafeteria where others Very are secure. just yeah gathering and 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 whatnot it's like, it's a like an atm station. at the mall
3: like it's <laughs> so weird i
0: i felt like if i was there i would find a sink a coffee station, and then this terminal. <laughs> That's yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's literally, that is it. That is all that was there. So, and it's literally right when they get out of their juggernaut, which was, you know, uh, convenient, to say the least. Um, but uh, Mayfield gets some cold feet because he uh, sees someone that he recognizes, and it kind of s- sketches him out. Um, so, I was really surprised by this. So, Din Djarin steps in and says, I'll do this. And again, we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit more detail. So he has to go over to this terminal, plug in the, the key. It's going to scan his face. And I, I figured at first, okay, it's going to scan his face and know who he is because he used to be a part of the Empire. So then we get to Din there doing this thing, takes his helmet off. And it scans his face and then it does recognize. So like, is he, I I was thinking that facial recognition software would recognize people that were part of the empire. Does that mean he's part of the empire?
1: No, I think, I think what it is, is that the facial recognition software is just supposed to recognize a face so that they can keep track of who's accessing the database. But
0: but doesn't that make it insecure? Like your phone? Like if I pick up your phone and it's face ID, like I, I just, I think that was a bit of a weird a plot hole i don't i didn't understand how just by scanning his face it new to just oh
3: yeah he's safe now you can have access to this very uh secret information no problem i'm
0: no no expert on security software but that doesn't (laughs) seem that secure like if i could go up to a terminal in a near a coffee machine and access it and and type some numbers and thing that would that threw me for a loop i was like okay that that's just luck
1: Hmm.
3: like
0: i don't know if they if that was something that they overlooked in it or if there was just a missing piece that I just... Well,
3: and why did he need Mayfield? Like, what Uh, purpose did he serve at all? Uh,
0: Yeah, because he he, at the end, his face... It's not like he he was a special
3: hacker who knew how to get into this, you know... All I mean, all but, Din yeah. had to do was walk up to it, plug in a key, and get the information he needed in three seconds. And maybe he
0: needed just the key from from Mayfield. And if right. he did need may- the key, then why didn't he just say like, "Can I get your key? Because I gotta go yeah. find my kid." But,
1: but if know. if Mando if Mando arrived at that station, he
2: wouldn't know to go to the cafeteria to look for this machine. <laughs> <laughs> true, right? i really hung He'd up be... on the cafeteria thing. And it's worth saying here before. It's like yes, you can you can like suspend your deli- belief about many things. It seems really silly to have like worse facial recognition than an iPhone. And yeah. like Mayfield's been presumably dead for five years, but like nobody, no, there's no automatic like re- account reset. Like, are you still there? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Your password expired. Yeah. You haven't
0: signed in for six hundred. <laughs> yeah, but I think,
2: I think the whole point of Mayfield here, because not to jump ahead, right? But we know like he doesn't. He walks off eventually. Is that he's just a foil, right? I think it's mm. like he's there to give a lot of ex- well, yeah. exposition about uh, Dinhjaren. And I yep. think that, that what you said, Justin, about like, is he ex-Imperial? Like, I think there's yeah. more here. That's the read between the lines about what's happening is mm. that, you know, we have Mayfield go through his whole like rant. I'm I'm cold. I'm a survivor. I'm this. And all of a sudden he brings it all these emotions, all these sorts of things. And he has his moment of closure. And then I think like, wait a minute, there's a big question mark about Din yep. now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, I also think like just the fact that he took his helmet off like so so willingly. Right. Like for in support of the mission. Right. Like to. For Grogu. Yeah. For Grogu. Right. For his kid. Yeah. For his child. Yeah. 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 Um, But uh, this leads then to the next course of events uh, where Mayfield is forced to confront his past. Um, That face that he was uh, that gave him cold feet approaches both him and in
1: He comes up to them and he's like he comes up to Mando and he's like, What's your what's your assignment or something? And then Mando's like says something. He's like, What? And then he's like, No, no, son, what's your TK number? And then Mando has no idea. And Bill Burr comes over. He's like, oh, hey, hey, oh, don't worry about that. that he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, what does he say? He says, um, he says he lost his hearing during the Battle of Tanab, which is like a callback to a battle that Lando talks about in Return of the Jedi. Um, but then you just get this part where he's just like, he's just like oh, what's your name, son? <laughs> and he's like <laughs> trying to talk to him. And then, and then in perfect Bill Burr fashion, he just goes, oh, we call him Brown Eyes. We call him Brown yeah. Eyes. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. no big deal. Um, yeah, and then of course he pulls him over for a drink. But dude, Valen Hess, like, oh, portrayed by Richard Brake.
0: Yeah, and he is a military officer who has led numerous battles and lost many a lives, as we are kind of shared to now. He he shares the story.
1: Yeah, so he talks about. Uh, I mean, we get that awesome moment where he's like, "What should we? What should we toast to?" And uh, and then. He says, uh, Bill Burr says, we should toast to Operation cinder. Um, right. And he talks about Burnin' Khan, which is a reference to Battlefront 2, if you played the the campaign uh, in there. and burning Operation Cinder is kind of one of the first things that the uh, that the Emperor kind of initiated after his death. Um, and and it, it just it's so cool to see them pulling from everything, literally everything, like books, comic books and and video games. And it really makes me think that we could see characters from video games start showing up, but but no, yeah. Operation Cinder, Burning Con, um, they have that
2: discussion. One thing that does stick out for me for that scene too is the way in which the officer speaks. It has that American Southern drawl. Yeah. Like comparatively, like in most Star Wars films, all the officers speak in the Queen's English, I <laughs> right? Yeah. Very proper syntax. Yeah. And here, the Southern drawl and talking about how Operation Cinder was great and how the empire is going to rise again. Like it has very strong undertones of the American Confederacy after the civil war and oh my how to yeah. this day people buy into this myth that the South will rise again and that they were, despite being soundly defeated, were somehow on the right side of history. And again, reinforces that notion that you know, the empire is, is truly evil at its core and is truly corrupt this i googled afterwards is that his name is like Balin hess which just coincidentally shares the same surname as Rudolf hess who was the deputy fuhrer under hitler (laughs) in the nazi regime and again that plays into that same view as the the empire as being this evil regime right this evil empire that in, in like very unambiguous terms Wow, I didn't even think of that. That's crazy.
1: It's so cool to kind of get a different perspective uh, on these characters. And that just, I mean, I loved Bill Burr in this scene. Because you, you just see, he's hes honestly, I didn't think he could act as good as he acted in this show, in this episode. It was honestly uh, phenomenal.
0: You know, I was trying to figure out a way to, to kind of give an analogy for it and i, I just feel like uh, the b- best movie analogy would be jarhead he has a very jarhead sort of reaction in this conversation a very yeah. post-traumatic stress and you know from the war and and the choices that he's made and the choices that he's seen made and 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 what he deems as morally right um i, I thought you know he he acted that without even really having to use very many words other than just his facial reaction and how he responded to things and i think this is kind of for me at least this was the highlight of the episode was yeah. this this interaction and that tension and that moment where you you know they do the quick cuts between the two and you know and then he just snaps and whips out his pistol and just blasts him right across yeah, the table yeah.
2: right and it's just like oh like and the tension really builds with the close-up shots where you're yes. like because it's Bill Burr, right? Like it's, it's supposed to be a cameo. It's supposed to be like Mr. Kim. You're like, right. oh, it's yeah. supposed to be... And it just like gets darker and darker and darker. Mm-hmm. You hit that culmination point. And then you're back to that like wicked pause, right? That yeah. awesome moment where everyone's just, like looking yeah. and because like, they realized what happened. Yeah. Wait. And like the you know, the, the lightning quick reflexes of a stormtrooper, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I should wait till I get shot but, first. I love I love the guy I love the guy holding the tray with the drink on it. And he's
3: just
1: like, What do I do? I don't want to
0: drop my drink in the same okay. room as the terminal. Let's just make that yeah. clear. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Just super casual. Just leans back and the he just leans back and like fires yeah. off the round and you've got the whole saloon goes oh, on it's and, and so I, cool though
0: I was surprised too at how quickly it cleared out after their celebration party when they landed like they come out of that room and there's like no one now in that little garage spot right like there was it just it, everything just fit very convenient for the for the story mm. and, you know I didn't ask too many questions I'm only asking them now really to kind of say that there were some things that they kind of made work for the sake of the episode so they could just move it forward without like and I'm just kind of like okay um, this anyway, this leads to obviously the extraction where they're jumping out of a window, you know, scaling the side of the building.
3: You get some of the greatest screams in Star Wars history. <laughs> Have these yeah. guys falling off. Like there were some great screams. In are they, I are I heard a are girl. They, she, are, yes.
1: I think I heard a, the, the, one of the girls fall, uh, which was cool to hear, hear a ghoul, girl, a ghoul, a girl trooper. Are they searching for a new Wilhelm scream? I wonder, you know what I mean? Mm, like, right. cause they're, yeah, maybe know, cause they, they're, they maybe they're like, that which one all? sticks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe but no, fantastic, so cool.
0: I loved. Uh, I loved the. Sort of collaborative snipe action uh, as they're just, you know, sniping these guys left, right, and center, just to hold, hold out so that uh, Boba can just fly in and save them.
1: And you see Fennec Shand with, like, with her, her rifle. She's clearly looking down the, the, the scope of it, but she knows there's like, she's like, okay, there's four on the upper roof. Without even looking, she knows, okay, yeah. there they are. And then Kara's like, yeah, I got them. Awesome. <laughs> it was just so like that that team up was, was really, really cool.
0: Yeah, it shows the the potential of of maybe a new ranger show looking something like that. Just the idea of like an ensemble sort of, you know, misfit sort of crew like a Guardians, but an episode like episodic Star Wars content like that. I don't know. Could be something cool. You just saw the potential with that team up, right? And with Boba swooping in, and I loved how they 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 jump on and then TIE fighters start chasing the slave one. Yes, um, and I love that scene where he drops the uh, that that bomb. And that oh, yeah. effect. Oh, that was so cool. That was like that was so cool. How the TIE fighters were just flying up, the bomb just lands and it just, choo, just wow. takes them all out. Yeah. It's so good.
1: It's sort of like I the was... devoid of sound there, right? And <laughs> that's something we actually saw a lot in Attack of the Clones, right? When, yeah, yeah. when uh when Obi-Wan is chasing after Django Fett. So yeah, it was just yeah. so cool, like, just like his dad, you know? Like yeah, he's yeah. he's he's living up to, to, to that potential. Um yeah. just before that, though, really quick, he yeah. um there's a, a moment where um, Migs shoots the the Rhydonium, right? right. And uh, and he says, um, I think Fennec Shan says, oh, nice shot. And we get this moment of Cara Dune saying, she sort of goes like, huh. Like, huh. And like, I think that means that either she was considering of letting him go in that moment, or maybe, to your point, maybe we get to see him pop up in Rangers of the New Republic as a recruit. Yeah. Um, but, but anyways, I love that, again, right after that moment he says, um, we all need to sleep at night. And nice, I was just yeah. like, the writing in this episode was just top notch. Like, Kevin, those are those lines, right? Those like those dialogue moments that you were talking about a long time ago that I was like, I couldn't really understand what you were talking about. And then now in this episode, I'm like, oh, I get it.
0: With that line specifically, I think that gets the conclusion to yeah, his, his story, right? Of, you know, everyone's got to sleep at night. Like, he couldn't sleep with what he had done, right? And, and what the, the things that he had been involved in. And that was a way for him to kind of get that back. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was a newfound respect from from Cara Dune because she ends up letting him go, uh, uh, and you know, basically saying like he died on the mission. So, which was nice, nice sort of conclusion for that character.
3: Well, I did just want to mention because we had talked about uh, Boba Fett and and yes. flying with the Slave One, and that was kind of our first ever time we got to see it a couple times in the episode of being in that ship as it's flying around. Yeah. And yes. does it ever look like a nightmare to travel in? You know, if you're not strapped into that pilot seat, that seems like the worst ship to fly around in. Just, just like the whole thing's just spinning. Like that'd be like awful. everything's rotating, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that ship is way bigger than I, I originally I thought it was. I'm like, you can fit. Uh, I don't think two we've people seen in much that other ship. than the
0: cockpit, right? Right. Like in previous, yeah. In previous, like this was the first time we saw like the you hull. saw him in the cockpit and then the hall, yeah. right? Like he he looks yeah. down and he's like, you know, we've got company, right? So. Yeah. um so yeah it was great to actually see the inside of that ship and hopefully it, it'll stick around for well i imagine it's obviously going to stick around for the next episode but who knows if we'll uh
1: see some more adventures in that ship. but i have a, I have a question for you guys where did where did bill Burr go like they just like they're like all right <laughs> see you later and he's like all right i guess i'm gonna go live in the jungle now like what are you what is he gonna do is he gonna go to that village to new new england yeah exactly sure that's
3: yeah. where he goes okay i did i wondered the exact same thing i'm like but 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 like yeah. he's got no way <laughs> off that planet
1: no like and then it, how what is he gonna go try and steal a ship from so i don't know anyways hopefully we see him again well, in the future I yeah, really exactly
0: hope so. suspending that disbelief if i can believe that there is a reason why that terminal is in that cafeteria then there's a way that he got <laughs> off that damn planet <laughs> i'm just kidding um anyways this leads to uh dinjarin Making his ultimatum to Moff Gideon, uh, he so makes cool. contact with the sh- with his cruiser, and sends a little message. And I didn't write it out, but I think it's obviously very obvious. These are the same words from Episode Seven that Moff Gideon uh, said to Cara Dune, Mando, and uh, Grief Karga when they were trapped in the uh, in the bar so there well in the cantina. Uh, what do you guys think of ending ending the episode with those
1: words? this was awesome. I think this was a hype, fantastic way, really well written, a beautiful sort of, um, full circle arc that we get to see Mando come into his own and, and, and be like, just, just stick it to Moff Gideon in in that way was so cool. And I just loved, like, he must have a really good memory to memorize all that stuff. Um, but, but I just, it was, I just think it was like, should he have done that or should they have like snuck on up on him? Like, I thought this was way cooler. And I, I, at the end of the day, I prefer this, but do you guys think like that was kind of a dumb decision? Because it's like, y- 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 there's no element of surprise now. Like Moff Gideon is going to be ready. Um, But again, unless Andrew, maybe if there's something that you're thinking has to do with why he put himself out this way, do you think he's got some sort of plan?
2: Oh, I I was like, well, those coordinates are useless now. He's just gonna move, <laughs> right? <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. But well,
0: yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm wondering if he's tracking the ship now. Like, if he's, I guess that's, he's got to be. There's yeah. got to be
1: something there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I, I also think though that it's crazy how the words are the exact same, but hearing them from Mando and understanding how those words connect to what he's speaking about. Yeah, you know, like he says, you know, you think you know what you have, but it means more to me. Um, so I, I appreciate, you know, the context or the juxtaposition of those words against the relationship. I thought that was that was really nice and obviously just setting up for what will be probably an epic episode directed by Favreau. As far as I'm con- as far as I know, I I've, uh, he's he's supposed to be directing the finale of this season. Um, but
1: do you guys, do you guys not think that that was a, a cliffhanger? Because like, kind of all of all three of you, I kind of think said we didn't really get the cliffhanger we were looking for. I'm like, that was a cliffhanger. Like to me, like that was like a a setup moment of like, let's go. Like I'm so stoked to see based off of that. Or did you guys want something more like really like what's gonna like how could we possibly know what's gonna happen next? Like, I was do you think hoping- it was too much of a setup?
0: I think it was. I, I think it was too obvious. Like we knew that he was like he was successful. He's gonna go get the ship. Like why show us him? You know, giving a like the ultimatum. I don't know. It's just because it, did... it was cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: I'm, like, I'm fine with that though. Like there's certain yeah. things yeah. where I'm like, I'm okay with just having a cool scene and a a comparison there and calling him out. Like yeah, okay. Like and everything else, you can just yeah, you can set it yeah. aside. Right. Yeah.
0: That's that's valid. Yeah, I, I agree. I just think though that like you know cliffhanger will be in the final episode of so uh,
2: i want to see how the next episode plays out to figure out whether this was just a throwaway episode that was fun like i'm cool with like the action of like the mm-hmm. throwbacks to the spaghetti westerns the stagecoach is getting yeah, away yeah yeah, keep yeah. The yeah! All, like it's <laughs> fun yeah. And, oh, wow, it's, yeah and you can just do that right but i'm like i think they're i'm i want to hope that it's smarter than you than that right because that, there's lining up questions. I think there's been like breadcrumbs through this this season where we're like, hey, Mando doesn't have a really slick style of fighting. And hey, it turns out Mandalorians can take their helmets off. He's part of, you know, this supposed cult. And right. hey, wouldn't, you know, like he's, he's a foundling, right? It's so like, shouldn't he be, his story is from a kid, but like, it seems like you guys have said before, like, it seems like he's new to this. And so that scene where it's like he just jumps on this facial recognition thing and it all works out, mm. I'm starting to think we might see something deeper and darker in the next episode. Or I'm hoping you're going to find out that maybe, you know, Din has got some bigger skeletons in the closet that's let on. And when you, so that way a rewatch of this will realize that, oh, this has been building to something uh, that if you piece these little breadcrumbs together, we're, we're pointing this way all along. That's cool. Like well that, that
0: yeah. that's a perfect segue into what is the way. I think that's what you're 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 basically getting at there, uh Andrew. Is is that what you your 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 sort of hope or what you would like to see in this final episode is is kind of like a bit more of this there's maybe some more details in, in the history of of what makes Din Djarin, uh who he is.
2: Yeah, I, I guess I I'm I would like to see uh on the storytelling front, something more compelling than just like, he's going to get his little green buddy back. And that's mm-hmm. what, right. Like everyone has, right. We're like, we like, you want to call like Bill Burr a throwaway character that's there for like comic relief, but he has this like really deep story mm-hmm. we've just given him of a whole division being wiped out mm-hmm. and that Din Djarin is like, well, I've met this little cute green guy for the last year and I'm willing to forsaken all the codes that I otherwise learned without knowing how important he might, may or may not be to like, the empire's resurgence and all this other research, right? Like they don't really know any of that. It's just really right now His motivating is getting his friend back.
0: Right. Right. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. was very well said. A lot of good points there. Um, Kev, do you think with this episode, because we didn't get a cliffhanger, do you think it's like, it's really a toss up in terms of like, it doesn't really set up for what that finale episode could be. It's, it's really, you know, we know the circumstances, but we just there's nothing to really kind of point a hard direction as to where it's going to go.
3: Yeah, no, which which I kind of prefer. I like not knowing exactly what the next sort of step is going to be. Uh, But I'm, I'm under the impression that I don't think things just wrap up easily and conveniently in the next episode. Like they just jump on a ship even after giving away their plan and they go and get Grogu and take off and everyone's happy like something's going to have to happen that makes it a little bit more difficult. And so, you know, do we do we get our Jedi appearance next week, you know, or this episode? Like, you know, there's a lot of questions that I have that are, you know, uh, exciting to hopefully get some resolution towards. But this did feel like very much a filler sort of wait until the big final episode kind of thing. And so that, I don't know, I don't know it was just a bit disappointing in that regard. Unless... Yeah. You know, as Andrew posited, it, it, it was giving us details that'll come to fruition a bit more down the road.
0: I don't know. And for a reason. Yeah, for a reason, right? So, yeah. Percent. How about you, Nate? Are you hoping that uh, Mace Windu makes an appearance in this uh, uh, last episode?
1: Mace Windu, well, it's already been leaked. He uh, He's <laughs> definitely, because uh, Favreau called me yesterday and was like, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in it. Uh, no, um, I, <laughs> I, I, I think honestly, and, and we kind of talked about this in the previous episode, and I know Kevin kind of agreed with me, they're going to fail. They're going to fail. It's not going to be mm-hmm. all all sunshine and, and daisies. Uh, they're going to fail. Um, and I think it's going to be, it's going to be a tough Christmas for little kids who are going to like, what's that going to do to these kids where they're just like, but wait, Grogu's not safe. Like he's in danger. Like, you know, like what a great Christmas. But, uh, but no, I, I, I think like, He's going to... They're not going to get him back. Um, It's going to be an epic showdown. Um, I think we're going to actually see those Death Troopers utilized... Or not Death Troopers, sorry. The Dark Dark Troopers? Is that what we're calling them? Uh, The Dark Troopers utilized effectively. um, And I think it will... Potentially, I think maybe we will get some more backstory on Dinjarin, maybe from Moff Gideon specifically. Because again, remember that Moff Gideon knows a lot about oh, yeah. all of them, and and we haven't really gotten as much direct interaction between Moff Gideon and Dinjarin for this point. entire season. So, if we can get like a moment, like a beautiful exposition moment of him kind of bringing up uh, Dinjarin's past, maybe to Andrew's point, we'll get a big reveal that will have that payoff.
0: So now that makes me like that's a really great point, Nate. and connecting back yeah. to what uh, what Andrew brought up already of of what he would like to see, like to see and also why maybe that facial recognition actually worked. Like maybe that mm. is part of this whole sort of, uh you know, bigger picture uh to his character I, I enjoy that that's that's very interesting,
1: either um, that or the security is absolutely just trash yeah. for the for I the mean, imperials, you know
0: yeah like like if their stormtroopers are trash then they're they're probably you know yeah. i mean they trash. don't
1: they don't do a good job in general I mean they had a they, they had a big you know hole that they could shoot and it would blow up the entire dust so like, I mean it, like let's you know
0: yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> I, I guess I guess that's that goes with that saying yeah, I, I don't know what I'm really anticipating now. I feel like. I feel like I obviously want—I do want them to fail. I want them to almost walk into the situation so cocky, like they got it, and they yeah. actually end up failing. Yeah, um, some sort of a trap. It would be great if there was a Jedi reveal of some kind. I just don't know if it's necessary for this episode to mm. reveal as much as it is to hint. Um, I just—I feel like there's something else that needs to be achieved here. Uh, maybe the Jedi is someone that helps them in the next season to to get Grogu back. Who knows? Uh, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's, there's, I me. Mean, I'm, I'm kind of on this sort of idea now, based on what we've just talked about, where it could be a little bit more revealing to who Din Djarin is, yeah. uh, rather than just, you know, wrapping everything up with a nice little bow, and uh, sending the season off. So uh, we will find out now. Um. So, uh, now that we've you know kind of concluded the episode, uh, we know what we're looking forward to with uh, what is the way in the next episode. I'd love to know what each of your ratings are of this, this week's episode. And uh, final thoughts, uh, we are gonna go out of f- five buckets of Rydonian.
2: We can actually do this on the, the little like scale they have right on the, sh- we can say like, what, how many bars, how stable is the Rydonian? <laughs> <laughs> stable, okay, I like that, I like yeah, that, yeah. How many bars is the Rydonian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah okay, Okay, cool. That.
0: All right, how many bars of Rydonian uh, stability are we, are we rating this episode on? <laughs> uh, Andrew, why don't we start with you?
2: Uh, so, I think it's fun. I'd give it four, right? Like, I want to say like, the-, the parts that were just fun to watch for the sake of like, appealing to like, Mad Max and Westerns and just like, shoot them up scenes. I'm happy with that and I'm, invested in there being something more in the subtext of it as I've said uh, otherwise if that doesn't pay off uh, then, then this it's gonna go up and just blow up and I'll just be inserting it a silly throwaway sidebar episode that was it was unnecessary and so the whole the whole juggernaut goes up with that so I'll say right. I'll give it four tentatively okay. four okay cool
1: awesome uh, Nate yeah I mean overall again this episode should have been a throwaway episode but I think Rick Femu delivered uh, an incredible episode that had me on the edge of my seat um, shout out to the music, by the way, Ludwig Goranson, uh, the electronic music that was pumping during the escape scene was mm-hmm. dope. Mm-hmm. The, the strings in a lot of this, uh, episode were amazing. Scenes, yeah. We're so good. Um, and, and then of course, Bill Burr surprised me so much. And, and I, I really hope to see more Bilber in star Wars is something that I never <laughs> thought that I would ever say in my life. Um, so with, with so many like tense moments and fist pumping scenes, um, you know, I, I, I originally was going to give this uh, five, but um, but based on... I know, but based <laughs> on what we've been talking about and based on some of the kind of things that you guys have highlighted around some of the the plot points sort of being uh, weak uh, in terms of like, why are they doing this? Oh, because of plot. Um, then for that reason, uh, I'm going to be giving this four... four uh, sta- Sorry, four Rhydonium stabilizations of, out of five. <laughs> i was trying to find a way to word awesome. that. Awesome. That, yeah. that was smooth.
0: All
3: right, Thank Kev. you.
1: My Rhydonium would have blown up after that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kev. Um, I mean, after talking it out with you guys, I think um, I enjoyed aspects of it more than I realized uh, upon watching it for the first time. Um, you know, uh, comparing Bill Burr's performance in this episode to his appearance from the first season, I think, was... Uh, a tremendous leap forward there. It was a lot more enjoyable and didn't feel so strangely out of place in a Star Wars universe. Um, I think if you're going to compare the action and sort of a lot of the dialogue that accompanied it, I liked it a lot better than I did uh, Chapter 12, The Siege. Hmm. Um, But I also think that given sort of where the story was moving in Chapters 13 and 14, and then to sort of, Go back to what felt like a very much just you know Planet of the Week episode. Uh, you know uh, my my stability on the Ridonium scale isn't as high as you guys. I'd probably put it at like that's three point four out of five for me. Cool.
0: Um, I I I have to agree with with Kev. I, I was kind of stilted with how abrupt this this one felt in terms of just like a return to the Planet of the Week uh, after two strong episodes that were very narratively. Focus. However, the highlights, the the performance by Bill Burr, rounding out his his character, giving a little bit more context to you know his his background. Also, just the action scenes and and the visuals, uh, you know, as as Andrew pointed out, very Western Mad Max and just that that sort of hint of Western cowboy. Uh, spaghetti sort of style. It's it's very on point. So this this sort of fusion of that of that aesthetic, uh, I really appreciate. Um, but yeah, it does feel like a filler episode so close to the end. Um, but like I said at the top of the show, I think it's probably the the best filler because at least gave us yep. something a little bit more in depth about a, uh, a character. So for that, I am going to give it four point two bars of stability on my Rhydonium scale. God, that was like <laughs> the worst. There you go. What a sloppy awesome. ranking system this wow. yeah. yeah. okay, yeah. so, was. thanks uh, a lot Andrew. Yeah. it's not canon. Yeah, we won't make that uh, custom thing. So, um so that's it, guys. We have just concluded our second last episode of Watch Club. Um, Nate, Kevin, thank you so much. Andrew, thank you for joining us for this very special episode. Pleasure. Um, it was great to get some new insights and uh, even ha- just change the course of thought. Like now I'm more interested in finding out like maybe maybe you're right. Like maybe we're going to learn some more about Dinjar and I'm 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 intrigued. Uh, everything is kind of meld together now as being potentially revealing. So that's
2: the thing when you, when you can't draw on the actual like universe and story and lore, you just got to make stuff up. <laughs> right. uh, there you go
3: given that it's a show called the Mandalorian I guess learning more about that character would make sense and <laughs> right. I'm surprised I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective yeah because we don't we don't really know it.
0: more yeah we, we, we can learn more about about him other than just him being a foundling so uh but what do you guys think do you guys think that uh, we're going to learn more about dinjar and how do you think the final episode is going to go do let us know write us in at uh nate where, where can they where can they reach us
1: at uh we are geek at gmail.com that's <laughs> We are geekcentric at gmail.com. I thought Wanted you to throw were frozen. Up. I Wanted thought to you throw were you frozen. frozen. <laughs> I yeah, did yeah. like a yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> like,
0: I, I got more of a cliffhanger experience from that than this episode. So, anyways, uh, until next time, guys, as we say, this, this is, is the, the way. way.